very tight situation. Managed to uh, dig out across Brandon Miley. 1 1. They've struck back. Shamrock Rovers equalise. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns the ring of fire, the ring of fire. Ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of Tales from the East End number 32. Sponsored by the one and only Peach Trees. Check out their Facebook for amazing deals on drinking food. So we're going to talk about the Pats game. We didn't get a chance to review it last week. Dundalk in the FAI Cup and the replay is still to come. Saturday's trip to relegated Drogheda and there's also questions from the East End with Ronan Finn and Paul Curry. Two brain boxes of the team, Carl. Former UCD men. Former UCD men. Yeah, we've got Dan and Paul who were on last week. It turned into a grand L session. We were worried about the length but uh, there was no complaints and once again we thank everybody for your compliments and support. I consumed more chocolate than any human man should. Yeah, it was serious amount, wasn't it? <laughs> My God. I'm actually feeling a bit lonely in here by ourselves after the last two shows. We had Charles yeah. and we had Dan and Paul. Yeah, we've had a few guests. I think we'll have to make it a, a regular thing now. Eerily quiet here in Johnny Blues. <laughs> Got my jacket on, so you know it's cold again. We've been chasing around a, a chirping sound for about <laughs> half an hour trying to find out what it was. <laughs> so it doesn't interfere. Three and a half hours I came to. Yeah, I, um, I could have went, like I said, I could have went longer with all the, the stuff that gets edited out. and Yeah, the, I edited down. The from, PC version. From five hours I came down. There's an all-time classic from you, Gareth, that I've saved for the end-of-season blueberry. Oh, no. Yeah. You said, and I quote, The Dargle dims your brain. <laughs> the Dargle. <laughs> so, as usual, I'm Gary Parsons, and with me is the prof, Carl Riley. So, we're going to start with Pats and the 2-0 defeat with McAllister, who was suspended, Clark was injured, and Webster started in midfield. Yeah, there was a lot of debate over Webster. I mean, I remember he played there in Oriel Park last season remember the one all draw yep. and he had a quite good game but was this the game for him because it really showed that without Burke doing it or Bolger in the middle we really don't have much creativity I think um, it was it was purely down to what, because McAllister was, was in the stands and he didn't have that bad of a game but it's that's that's the only reason I reckon Webster starting in midfield because McAllister wasn't there and he wanted that bit of steel in the middle yeah, I'm not sure about Bolger starting in the cup final but then not in Richmond yeah, it's I'd a strange like one, isn't start, it? You know, I think it all did. It, it depends on who picked the team as well. But we'll move on to that. But like I said, it was Glenn, it was Glenn Crowell on touchline, and Bradzer was doing a coaching course in Switzerland. So, who did pick the team? I assume he did before he left. It's a, it's an interesting one as well, isn't it? Uh, well, you couldn't blame him for that. I mean, it was a rearranged game. That past game and his his coaching course had obviously been penciled in long before that. Ah, yeah, definitely. There's yeah. no blame being placed now. The fact that he was missing, I mean, like, dude, he's on that course for a reason. You know, it's it's essential. And you were saying that uh, Cronin was being passed 
instructions through WhatsApp. Yeah, it seemed like that. Um, there was a, a member of the Rovers staff, let's say, pa- uh, passing the phone to the subs. Subs would then bring the phone to the bench. The bench. Because Sean Boyd was it? Yeah, and then we yeah. would make a sub. So I'm presuming that's that's the way it was. Yeah, Bradley was probably watching it on Track Champ. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably what it was. Yeah, it's a bit like in Championship Manager. You know, when you go on holidays, and without actually seeing the games, you insist on your assistant manager to play the, the way same you team, play. Same <laughs> team formation. <laughs> what a what a what a game. Yeah. Hours upon hours. Do you remember the the rating you'd get? It's like please eat food. Oh, or yeah. there is. There is an outside. Don't forget to feed the cat. Don't forget yeah. to feed the cat. Yeah, what a game. And uh, congratulations to Ryan LeGrew, who has seen more first-team competitive games this season than our own manager. No way. He hasn't missed a game? No. Nope. He's fair play, Ryan. Fair play, super hoop. He has won over me. Yeah, That you. Kilkenny game. Yeah. <laughs> I still have no regrets, though. Uh, so the two goals by Bermo. And uh, should we even refer to him as Bermo? Because that's, that's like an affectionate term, isn't it? So... The two goals by Birmingham and O'Connor from deep cross the same as Bluebell if you'd notice Carl it's, a, it's an area I think we need to focus on especially for Tuesday because Dundalk are quite good at set pieces both from the right side and both from Conan Byrne crosses yeah it's, um, he's, a, he's a wily old fox isn't he uh, uh, even, even as he's, he's tipping along with age he seems to adapt to that I mean he's lost his pace so he's putting in deep early crosses and it's effective So you need to cause him down yeah it's a player that I do admire I have to say he's done damage to us over the years I thought Tomer was very poor for the second goal yeah it was I don't know if you watched it back yeah I watched it back a couple of times even the picture of it doesn't look good I mean, no I think I'd agree with you how was he so bamboozled by the direction of the ball he ended up just standing still it was literally like a foot maybe to his right yeah. so it did look bad yeah but I mean he shouldn't have been able to cross that in the first place so uh, we'll start with Webster he was in midfield and like you said it was just a mop up loose ball, balls in McAllister's absence I think like I said didn't have a bad game Shazi's chance his opportunist header it was a it's just like it had the wrong amount of spin on it it was a nice attempt though yeah it was a glancing header Did it? it actually looked better on TV it was closer yeah. on TV did it come off the post or no it just, just the post? yeah just yeah. wide it was, it, was, uh, it was unfortunate but his chance in the second half was oh my much god, easier. man! I couldn't believe it when I watched it back. I thought no, it was, it was very hard to see where we were. Yeah. But when you watch it back, oh my god! I don't know how it went wide to the right of the post. Yeah. It was like harder to do that. <laughs> King should have scored too. I mean, it was a tap in, and he was just too slow again to the ball. Do you know what I think it was as well? He was a bit slow, but he could have just stroked the home with his right foot. Instead, he tried to reach with the outside of his left foot. You watch it back again. It, all he had to do was take an extra step and stroke it home with his right. But he put the way he positioned himself. It was to hit it with the outside of his left, and it was just awkward. And that like it made it easy for the defender. You know, we had enough chances. Yeah, we certainly get did. Result. I mean, yeah. What else have we got? There was um, yeah. I mean, there was. I thought King was quite sloppy in possession at times as well. I think the game passed him boy. I think I that's think why he was given the hook <laughs> at halftime. I think King and Conley they both had poor games. Yeah. And King wasn't even in the squad then at Argyle Park. Wasn't even on the bench, no. If you notice that, yeah. That's that's a that your confidence to take a hit from that now. Personally, that's what I think. It's frustrating though. But we mentioned the right wing. I mean, how how many years is this going on now? Richmond Park constantly. This it's has been going on since Killian Brennan at left back in 2012. I mean, the dogs in the street know that anyone with pace. I mean, Lukey's a good guy and all, he's a good player, but I think he's just lacking a little bit of pace. And anyone with the likes of Dylan Connolly or like Duffy, they they just will outpace him. That's just 
that's just how it is. So I think Trev at left full when we have pacey wingers is the is the answer there. I mean I mean the first chance they got they scored from fucking Ian Dole Q Birmingham. <laughs> I mean he and, and he reminds him of that again. He's not that good in the yeah, he's not that good in the air either. But it was a fantastic header, I'll give him that. Yeah, they're a Polish keeper. Scouron. Yes. Yeah, it's like a bad guy yeah, in a movie, a isn't name. it? Yeah. Yeah, he made a couple of good saves. I think from Finn and Lopez. Lop- yeah. That, that, like he, he actually made it harder for himself by diving with the opposite arm. Mm, it was a very good save. And it was a stunning save. Jeez, I couldn't believe it. But it was a bad performance. I mean, it's down there with Drahad and Bray away earlier this season. And I'd Yeah, be, that's a great show. I'd agree with that. I'd be more angry if it didn't feel so inevitable. Because I had very little confidence going into that game. The inevitability Purely of travelling to Richmond. <laughs> Pats. And I promise you, they will stay up by exactly seven points. Yep, we're definitely going to keep them up. That that's that seven points were a gift. And you know what? One thing that drove me mad about this performance, Carl, was Conley on the wing, and the fact that we pretty much had no more, no right winger for as long as he was on. Every time Madden went forward, he was in the centre, and he just kept drifting into the middle. It was blatantly obvious that, I mean, was it a tactic? Was he told drift inside? You're playing out on the right but you're going to drift inside today was that what he was told I mean if you're going to play him on the wing at least put him on Bourne and give Lukey a bit of cover on the left yeah he needed cover to to give him a dig out but jeez it was it was shocking to put him out there he just kept drifting so like at one stage he received the ball at the, on the left wing I was like no you're on the right wing Ryan that's not your position and then they broke on the left and they nearly scored so it, that, that really really frustrated me the first half hour at Oriel Park as well Lukey had no cover no not at all like he got diced once for a cross but uh, I, I think he, he kind of recovered after that but um, to see the Pats fans tried to tried and failed to steal the Rovers flag at the shed end no yeah. in the shed end yeah how did they even get near it don't know that's what I read anyway really yeah it's brave wasn't it and I'm nearly sure I saw that never relegated flag I saw a never relegated flag down the end, the Pats end. Was there two? There's no way we gave it back. No, I was asking about it. I don't think it did, didn't make an appearance. No, there's no way. An like, error I mean, anyway. But. There's no way the Rovers fans would give that back to them. Like, it might be a different one. So that's that's what I'm presuming. But um, shout out to Pico as well for that tackle on Denny. Did you see? Denny was true on goal. No, and I Pico that. raced back and just clipped the ball off. And fantastic tackle. I mean, Billy's lost his pace, let's be honest. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened under O'Neill he was a lightning quick under O'Neill then there was Conley's chance bef- just before half time as well one on one it looked even worse on TV he hesitated and scoured mm. on got down to save so like you said plenty of chances yeah enough to get a drive of the game really should have beat them I mean as was, bad as we played we had plenty of chances but the game I mean it was effectively over I mean we just we threw away the game in the first half we were 2-0 down yeah and we gave ourselves a mountain to climb it really was it was really really frustrating wasn't it and Chazzy tried a scissors kick not a bicycle oh yeah it was no power in it though no it was, it was a scissors well, so another effort oh scissor me timbers yeah I thought Finn was tireless again he worked hard played well I think Finn's up there for play of the year this year I think he's he's been really really he's like a workhorse you know there's a uh, lot of good stuff. He's been a powerhouse the last yeah. few months. But we just had, we just weren't good enough that day, so let Pat, Pat's walked all over us, and they won without really playing well. So, um, anything else to add on the the incidents in Richmond, Carl? Just that we now have as many league defeats as Pat's this season. Jeez, that sums us up, doesn't it? Well, 
But uh, yeah, now we'll move on. We'll talk. Uh, we had a quick word with Robert and Sean Bourne, following the hoops fifty years, and uh, there was about that game and the season in general. I'm here with uh, Sean Bourne, so we're going to start off with uh, Monday's game against Pats. Uh, what do you think of the game? Um, strange game. Um, thought we started off all right, first fifteen twenty minutes, and when we had the goal down, we seemed to we seemed to get very hesitant for about fifteen minutes, and then they scored again. Mm. We had a few chances, you know. I was, I was surprised going in at half time what the scoreline was, you know. And then we came out the second half. They go for about 10 minutes, and I t- thought then we, you know, with the result was going to be the way it was, you know, we were never going to get back into it. I was very disappointed because I, I thought going into that game, we, 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 you know, we, we had a good bit of farm behind us, and I was very surprised. To, well, we were told, obviously, Brazo was away. Jordan again, I didn't know that myself up to, up to that, but his number two should have been a bit more clever I thought on the night but listen Pat seems to have the hoodoo over us at the moment you know mm. probably keep them up but they played us every week to be a better side <laughs> but uh, looking, very, looking very forward to Sunday's game you know against Dundalk you know it's it's, it's, it's not a defining moment in the season but it's a very important moment in our season because I, I, I think we came a long way this year you know especially after our, our first uh, our first round of matches you know like our manager was under huge pressure I think he's, I think he's really turned the side around, and and the, the young lads in the team have really progressed, and we're all excited again, you know. But we've played two top sides in the league, like Cork and Dundalk, are not there for nothing. But we're, co- we're coming up there fairly fast at the moment, and I, I, I think it's good times ahead for ours. It's, it's coming fairly soon, but we all have still have to be patient and let it happen, you know, because it's not going to happen overnight. And Dundalk will, will strengthen and Cork will strengthen, but I think I think we're really going to be there over the next few seasons and. It's it's very exciting times here, and it's great to see you back here because a club like Shamrock Rovers needs this, you know, and and we deserve it, you know, and, and thank God we're getting there, because as I said, the first round of matches we thought we were going to be down to another manager, and you know, people get very impatient here, and as I manager myself, I, I know it's 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 tough, but you have to grind, you have to grind through all that the. the, the Disappointing times your season to turn around and, and your players have to believe in you and believe what you're trying to do and you know and, and as, a, as a club Shamrock Rovers here as as, as as I know myself it, it's it's one of the toughest clubs to play for and uh, it shouldn't be but it is and because we expect so much here and, and our history says that and I hope the good times come back quick because there's no one wants to come back much better than myself and I, t- I actually think in the, in the next couple of seasons we will get there. We've had uh, Peter Fitzpatrick and Mick Leach in the podcast talking about the 1960s, six in a row, cup finals. You've been following Rovers a long time. Has that stirred up any memories from yourself? Um, it has. You know, like it, it's, it's a, a 50 years this season. Um, I remember 45 of them. I don't remember the, the, the first few years because I was very young. Of course, uh, yeah, Mick Leach was a great player. And, uh, you know, and the eighties teams were great in the late seventies, and uh, you know we we had a bit of success even in, you know in the nineties, and then we had a big success you know two elevens is up and yeah, course it is. You know, it's when you're an Irish fan, you, you, you always remember the good days, but it's not all about that because we've been through everything in this club, and you know we've really gone out of existence at times. But it, it is, it, it does store up things right in the right way, and. Isn't it? It'd be the first time in 30 years we could get to the final, and not to get to the final, but the first time in 30 years we we could win it this year. And my God, have done dark in the way and our own ground is not going to be an easy, an easy assignment for us. But yeah, the cup offers those great emotions, and because we, we are a great cup side over the years. Unfortunately, we haven't won it in so long, but our history tells us we're a, we're a great cup side. And as you said, there's Mick Leaches and 
you know your Buckley's and Campbell's and even your Twigs and and, and um, Bakers and it, like we, we've we're very lucky with strikers at this club, you know, and and, and defences and, and midfields. In areas, it comes in areas with Roberts that we could get success, and I think our next area is coming soon. And in one word, who's your player of the year this season? Um, obviously Clark. Clark has been super. You know, he, he he lost a small bit of form when when, he, when his deal didn't come through, but he's came back strong again. He'd be very good. You know, the shots be very good, and we've we've a few nice players coming through. You know, uh, overall, I think Clark. You know. Yeah, so that was Sean. Fifty years following the hoops. Yeah, he's a neighbour of Bradley's. Oh yeah, yeah. He worked with him at Jobstown Celtic. Looking well. for sugar. So uh, the AGM was held on Saturday. The day before the Dundalk game, Alan O'Driscoll was voted back onto the board, so all positive news from the AGM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had some sad news that Rovers supporter Dennis Deering passed away, and Dennis served on the backroom team during the Pat and Mick Bourne managerial era. So it's uh, condolences to the Deering family. Yeah, Rovers fans clearly were speaking very highly of Dennis, so he would be missed. Yeah. And we drew one all in Dundalk in the FAI Cup semi-final in an old-fashioned ding-dong of a cup game and uh, it had pretty much everything, did it? Go yeah, I got my prediction right. Use your prediction right, yeah. yeah. I'm up to start betting on this. I'm up to three this season now. That'll be coming next season. Tips from the East End. Just have to find some sponsor stupid enough to give us free bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just before we start, the team news was McAllister, Clark and Bolger came in for Conley, King and Webster. Yep. So wholesale changes And in the build up to the game Ronan Finn speaking in the media said Dundalk are a fantastic club But they aren't Shamrock Rovers Which is true I mean we have Keane, McPhail and Dove Dave Maxi with a petrol can I mean that's pretty much it Is he their coach? No he's some madman Who's <laughs> oh, trying to set himself is, yeah. on fire <laughs> I thought you were saying he's their coach now I'm sure he shows up though Yeah uh, No it's true though I mean they just haven't got what we have It's simple That's simple Summed up and then afterwards, when he was asked to clarify this, Finn said that even when I was at Dundalk, I would have said that too. Yeah, definitely. think so. 100% believe him. Well done, Finner. And I, I know for a fact Dundalk fans were only... They had the tweet loaded on their phone, waiting for the full-time whistle. Oh. So they could all retweet that and say, ha ha! Shooting it across they the had world their, wide had their web. their thumbs ready. All three of them. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so the ticket fiasco... Very late in receiving our allocation. Very unprofessional by Dundalk FC, I must say. And um, 850 travels. That's officially, anyway, there's a lot more. I reckon about 1,200, Carl. Oriel was jammed. Yeah, I saw someone got clamped in the Tallaght Car Park while he went in to buy his tickets. Ah, that was disgraceful. That was what? Yeah. Late on a Friday, maybe? And, like, what the hell were those clampers doing? Just waiting around for some poor guy like that? Just to go, I tell you what, the console would have been out and I would have been gone. I would have made a quick phone call. Consol would have been brought up and you wouldn't have seen that clamp ever again. No way would I be paying for a clamp 90 quid in Tallah Stadium. No way. And just in the build-up as well, uh, Neil O'Reardon had a really good article with Luke Byrne and his dad, Paul. Oh, I heard about this. I heard it was a cracker. Because they were both playing in in Dundalk that day. His dad had a gig. Quite a talented bunch. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so the bus was the Gary Twig Supporters Club and I went on a magical mystery tour with Mario the Bosnian who loves the ladies. Doesn't like football, apparently just loves the ladies. I thought he and was Serbian, no? No, oh jeez, don't say that. He was a Bosnian. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're getting political now. <laughs> uh, no sign of Alex the Scott. 
Yeah. It must have been his day off. Watch him save Co. Yeah, the bus was an hour late leaving. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, I won't point any fingers there, but maybe Hooper man was to blame. I don't know. <laughs> and we still got to the pub on time because Mario really put the foot down, didn't oh, he? Oh, best driver ever. Hooring along, wasn't he? He was managing those, oh, those steep roads. Yeah. He? I was going to make a joke there about escaping from his homeland, but I won't. <laughs> you didn't shout at you saying, sit down podcast. No, no, no I think it was all right on this one. Jaden was, was with me. He was keeping me, uh, me grounded. So and there was lots of spare tickets on the bus, so I think yeah, anyone who wanted one, I pretty think much. Yeah, Dan had a wad. Dan had a couple of wads, but uh, yeah, nobody wants to drink in Dundalk, <coughs> so it was off to the Three Step Pub. Uh, joined by the Tallahoops, it was like <coughs> something out of that film in the name of the father, old school eighties IRA pub, sambos yeah. and crisps everywhere. I think Sean Long left looking like the Michelin Man. He set the world record for most bags of crisps down his jocks. You see the amount of crisps he took. I saw him nabbing one or two. Yeah. I tried to grab one and he goes, Can I, will you take that out for me? I've got you about 12 down your trousers. I want to pack it for the way home. Yeah, it was right on the border, 20 minutes from the ground. Great little spot. Real secluded. Uh, you're in our man now, John Conley told me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the one who orchestrated that pub. Yeah, that was great spot. Well done, yeah. John. Good show. And a message to the person who stole my can of bombers. I will find you. <laughs> I can't believe that. And how long? What five minutes left? Less you left it down for? Yeah. Someone took a quick little yeah. sip of that and says, "That's that's mine. I'll take that." I bet it was Tommy Kelly. Tommy Kelly. Do you know what? It probably was Tommy Kelly. Who yeah. was? Did it's you see a bit, him? Bit of an incident was there? Did you Did you see him on the RT News? Oh, outside court. You were yeah. saying <laughs> he was walking around, <laughs> strolling, eating an apple. It was hilarious. This guy pops yeah. up everywhere. But you were saying there was an incident. The back of the bus. I did not see it. I don't even want to go into details. Oh my said, god! Said the walls, right? All right, I'm. All right, but we won't go. Uh, <laughs> we won't go into that one. <laughs> and what was uh, Tony R's big idea? Tony R had a fantastic idea. Tony said, um, "He said, Gary, you should do a YouTube channel." And I said, "Yeah, we've actually had it in our plans. You know, it's a. Uh, it should be pretty good." And uh, then he said, "And you should replace the prof with a board with big tits." <laughs> <laughs> And I said, you know what? That's a great idea, Tony. We might just do that. <laughs> I can't even argue. It actually is a good idea. And uh, that bloody Rovers for the Cup sign was there again. Oh, yeah. On the other bus. I think that's John's. That should be burned. <laughs> Until the full-time whistle blows at the Aviva. And not a minute sooner should that sign appear again. Then whip it out. But um, just a reminder that uh, Ed Saul has promised to personally build a statue of Stephen Bradley in his front garden. Oh, yeah? If he's going to craft it out of marble or stone. Yeah. Um, yes. Man of his word I hear Yeah I think so So the crowd trouble And the flares We had Dundalk They were the one Throwing chairs Golf balls Machetes They were even throwing Their infant children At the hoops in the stand I mean is there no low They won't stoop to I mean Rovers fans Didn't react to this Act of aggression But uh, the pitch was set on fire By Dundalk fans Who infiltrated the away section Smuggled flares in And threw them From where the Rovers lads Were standing So they really did go To extreme lengths To make us look bad and They also damaged And spray painted A pub in Dundalk In a blatant attempt To tarnish Our away contingent Stellar reputation So They will do anything In their power Just to make us look bad But um, On to the game now We had Benson goal It was a fine one Carl I gotta admit yeah, it was a brilliant team move. I mean, watched it back in RTE. The dummy and finish was really good football. Yeah, it was. It was a great goal. And I think Finn lost O'Donnell for that one. And uh, they targeted Lukey again by playing resident bench warmer, Dylan Connolly, there was for a his co- pace. There was a couple of warning signs before the goal. Connolly had got in behind a couple of times. 
and uh, hit the ball across. He's fast, isn't he? Yeah. Don McElhaney, I mean, he was great for the first 15 minutes. I think it was actually Dundalk fan on the forum, on their own forum, was saying it. That he was great for the first 15 minutes. And then he just vanished. Yeah, no, he, he did nothing else, really. He had, a, he had a good shot on goal. That was it. And I mean, it was straight down Thomas' throat as well, so... I think all the Rovers fans were worried after the first 15. And certainly walking around at half-time, there was a lot of worried faces. People were thinking... Rightly so, we were Could terrible. this be the 2002 semi-final at Oriol all over again? 4-0. Oh, man. But then again, like, back on Dylan Connolly, I mean... He's, your team's off celebrating, and he ran at the away end to celebrate in front... Of Rovers, I mean, I know he wants to play for Rovers and he wishes he could, but to celebrate in front of us, I mean, how many starts has this guy that got this year? What six in the league? I think we're gonna do it. I'm gonna, gonna put him. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put Dylan Colley on the list of hatred. And and deservedly so as well. I mean, this guy has what six appearances so far this season. Can't get into the squad, and then. His team scores in the semi-final of the FAI Cup and he comes over and his, celebrates a couple of times. His first thought is to come to us. And celebrate yeah. wildly and then run off and then actually turn back, do it again and then and then run off. I mean, I'd give it another six months. This guy will be back playing for, what, I don't know, North Brunswick Celtic or something. Watch. In fairness, though, whatever you think of Connolly, whether you're a Rovers fan or not a Rovers fan, did you see that photo of him? In front of the Rovers crowd. Yeah. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, really was. See the hatred. That that thought is a work of art. Yeah, it really was. It was fantastic. And you know what? I'm just trying to think of the angle it was taken from. It must have been taken from the Dundalk side and zoomed in so it was. It was a really good photo, wasn't it? Brilliant. There's another fantastic photo as well of Eric Argyle celebrating and Brando's underneath a pylon. But you can see him celebrating and his face, he's looking into the crowd and he's just wildly celebrating. It was a brilliant one. But to the first half again, yeah, we were glad to see the back of it. Yeah. And glad to go in just to go down. Could have been a lot more. Yeah, I mean, we were poor in the first half. Our only chance of no, I think, was when McMillan almost held the ball into his own net for Melee's free kick. Was that McMillan or O'Donnell? But either way, it, was it, was, it could have been a cracker. He got lucky with the bounce. Yeah, I that, thought it was Shaw's initially. On that shite pitch. Like yeah. That worked out for him, didn't that, it? That's, but the bounce, I'm telling you, it's so unnatural. You, we, we say it all the time. You strike a ball from... Maybe and ten from any anywhere from ten to fifty yards. When that ball bounces, you have a, a cluster of rubber that bounces up with it, and the skid gives an unnatural bounce, and it's just it's awful. I cannot stand playing games of football on this pitch, and I think they had the option to get an actual pitch, grass pitch. I think it would have been like four or five times cheaper, but they chose the that pitch again. And I could understand if they had some sort of means of making money back in it, but I don't think they rent that out. I think it just sits there and apparently they don't treat it as well. So I think the p- those pitches are just as good just as good as you treat them. You have to treat them really well, roll them and do whatever else. But I mean, that's that's the pitch. Anyway, but we'll talk about Melee's goal, Carl. Thing of beauty. I mean, in the corner, no man's land, Finn. Uh, three players around him and he manages to swing he in an inch perfect cross. Did astonishingly well to dig out any sort of cross from did. there, let alone find Melee. I mean, he did and then Brando traps it and the finish was only gorgeous it was uh, but even where Amelia was I mean he had so much to do there wasn't much power on it either it was just kind of 
directed into the how, bottom corner. How fast he hit it! Oh, touch that, and then that angle, away. that angle from the touch line through someone's legs as well. I Did you see how fast he touched yeah. it and hit it? I think it went through someone's legs. I didn't think it? it was a shield or something. Yeah, he didn't before he even knew me that he had the ball. He had shot, and that's what Brando does. I mean, half the time, like I don't want to, I don't want to slate Brando because he has he's in double figures this season. But I mean, he was the invisible man for ninety minutes versus Pats. Did you notice? Did we, did we say anything about Brando? He went missing because he was invisible. That's why. <laughs> yeah, he did nothing against Pats, and consistency is his major problem. I mean, fair enough. Like we said, he's double figures and goals, but he goes missing. Now this is a big issue for uh, Pats Hutty and and Polly McGrath. We were talking about this before when we left Dundalk. Like he he has so much ability, and like I said, he went missing for ninety minutes against Pats and, and other teams as well this season. He'd go through a, a spate of maybe three or four games not playing well, but then like you said, he'll go on a goal scoring spree on goal scoring spree, and it's not good enough for a player his quality. I mean, he has the ability to move mountains. Stunning player, and this is all creative criticism here. I mean, I'd love to see him influence and control games more often, but he he doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be able to do that. He pop up with goals and and things like that, but his overall general play could improve, and the ability to kind of help dominate games. I'd love to see that from Brando. I'd love to see him have a really, really consistent season and not just go through fits and starts. You know what I mean? I share your frustrations, I do, but he absolutely has to be accommodated because of the goals he scores. Like that goal there. What have I always said? He scores goals that other players wouldn't be able to score. Yeah, no, they can't do it. I mean, even watching back on, on the Bluebell game again there mm-hmm. recently, that goal, that first goal, the one and goals, it's, it's nominated for goal of the month. In terms of like the goals, uh, maybe... 15, 16 years out inside the box. Maybe Duna could put them away as well. Yeah, very true. But no one else. But you know what? We don't even know that much because Duna doesn't really get those opportunities, you know? From outside the box, I'd love to see more of Duna. I'm hoping we don't lose him because he seems like a really good player. And he's got seven goals off the bench this season. It's But like I said, we're back to Brando and I would just love to see him influence and control more games the way like a McElhaney would, you know? Or like, He has that ability. He's up there with, that, with that, the ability of that type of player, you know? Stunning way of striking the ball. I mean, that 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 goal. I mean, usually Brando has a lot of power in his shots, but that was just stroked and caressed home like a making love to the ball. <laughs> you know what's mental, right? We have scored seven or eight worldies this season, right? Oh man, and not one of them will make goal of the month. In have the we got goal of the month? Up the competition. Nope. Yeah, have you seen some of the goals though? Even Graham Burks didn't win. Some of the goals and goals of the month have been stunning. Remember against Bolesloff? That oh, didn't, that didn't win. Know, no, that should have, in fairness. That that was out on its own. But what beat it? I can't remember what beat it, but either way, nothing should have bet that that month anyway. But uh, the celebrations were wild, Carl. Dundalk fans even ran in and broke down the advertising hoarding, ran back into the home section. Bloody animals. The loose nails became. Gorilla warfare here. The loose nails on the bars became. Slightly more loose. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, uh, wild, wild celebrations. I mean, good old-fashioned cup tie. Oh, I love the passion and, and I mean, the celebrations. There the, was the video that went up. Oh, it was classic stuff. It was just randomness. I mean, I, I was trying to lift Jaden up and stop him from being crushed. And then Anto Proctor came out of nowhere and nearly buried me over. <laughs> it was it was brilliant stuff, man. Did you see Brando, he runs to the bench. To celebrate with them, but they're already gone. Oh, that's over what I love. He, he's running yeah. over. He's like, hold on, where the where's the coach? Where's the strength? <laughs> where's everybody? Where's the physio? Oh, they're on the stands. Bradley and Mike, you know, they've already like jumped over to the fans. Yeah, but uh, yeah. nah, epic, epic celebrations. And as well, if you watch the video back, this was a good spot by Mike Dara Ferris actually. 
two Rovers fans come out with a portal lose. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna check it back when I get in. Oh, no so way. Brilliant. Jocks down. Yeah, no. Uh, really. Oh, you actually. I oh, get goosebumps watching that video back. I've, I've watched it twenty times now. See, but. I mean, that, that's that's what Rovers is all about, isn't it? That was those away days and. And, and a moment like that honestly I, I just felt we were going to have a moment in that game I just felt we're, we're not going to lose this one you know we're going to be either bring it back to Tallaght or win it but um, I've got some bad news Gar what's the bad news Carl apparently we celebrated too much again we se- excessive celebrations right? who, yeah. who came up with this one uh, well there's Doc fans and our own Connolly who's been added to the list of hatred he said that we celebrated at the end like we'd won the cup already so, so Dylan Connolly said that mm-hmm I definitely staying on that list of hatred now. Could someone send me a guide on the appropriate amount of celebrating you're meant to do? We're gonna have to look up goal. the textbook here. Maybe there's a leaflet. Yeah, we should have toned it down and said, okay, we're not allowed to celebrate that much because it's only a semi-final equaliser, so you have to sort of temper your joy a bit. Yeah, and I think uh, FAI might fine us for excessive yeah. celebrations, yeah. so we're gonna have to tone it down. The McAllister red uh, card, red card all day. Bleeding shields, didn't he? <laughs> There's no getting away from He's it. out for the season as well. It was I don't ho- like to see that any players getting injured, you know? It was a horrible tackle. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. And do you know what the thing is as well? I mean, he just flies into tackles anyway. And when you when you watch it, the ball broke, right? And he's looking at the ball. So the second that ball broke, he just flew into it and then Shields just happened to move his leg and stroke the ball away from him. So it, I don't think he meant to hurt him. He just flew into it. Like that's the way that's Miss McAllister. We know that's what he's like. Mm. His heart's on his sleeve and he flew into that tackle and I think it was just bad timing. I don't think he meant to hurt him and I'm sure he's already got in touch with Shields and did the right thing and said, listen, sorry about that. And it's uh, ligament damage for Shields. Yeah, so that's him out for the we, season anyway. We should have it failed just before that. I don't know if, if McAllister was reacting to that. But the timing of it, I mean, if it was the same on opening day, remember Burke sent off right after he scored? Oh, it was like carbon copy. I think it was three minutes after that as well. Three minutes Burke got sent off after the yeah. goal and then three minutes be right, right back in the game. And that's when it happens. Oh man, imagine we cut all these mistakes out, we'd be brilliant. And how did Doyle not give a straight red for that? Uh, do you know what? As maybe maybe it's the Rovers affiliation kicking in there and he's thinking... Yeah. Will he miss the final now? Will he miss Drogheda? Or because a one game ban for a second yellow and a red, will that mean he missed Drogheda and be back for Tuesday? No, he'll miss the semi-final replay. He'll miss it. So, alright, well, maybe that's what I was thinking. Neil was thinking. He's like, you know what? I'll give him a yellow and then a red. And he'll miss Drogheda and he'll, he'll play the semis. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's not the case now. But they definitely didn't like our physicality in the second half. And me and I said that we had to work really hard and be a bit nasty. We did that and they didn't like it. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And like you said before, Carl, under KFC, Kenny, Finn and Crawley, we're losing that game 2 or 3-0. Definitely. Yeah. And what what I noticed as well was, I mean, like we did put it up to him. We played nice ball, created chances and Shaws, he was unlucky not to get a goal. Trevor still seems to be struggling. But I thought Kenny was really negative in the second half with his tactics I thought his own he, fans are unhappy with him I think so he Over sat that. back and he wanted to win 1-0 he didn't want to attack us and he just sat back and thought oh, I'm going to I think he, like Anton Matthews and Mork our uh, unofficial fact checker he, um, he he made a great point saying that he took all his pace off the pitch and uh, that's pretty much what it was invited us on so it was really poor from Kenny We've talked before about the cuteness of Dundalk. I mean, the way they influence oh, officials. These and, were the, and I always had it. always had it. But did you, before you talk about that, did you see Finn get a headbutt? That's what I was about to say, yeah. I mean, nobody's talking about 
or are we talking about the same thing? Garton swung an elbow. I think it was a headbutt or, or something, but he cracked him. He got him, and you could see head, Finn's head jolting back. Yeah, there was footage of it. Yeah, it was like and, that's uh, that's damning stuff. That's three three game ban assault stuff, you know. And Lee Grace ran fifty yards to talk to Doyle about that. I think he put his hand on the shoulder, so then he got booked for it. Oh yeah, I saw that. Is that what yeah, he got booked for? That's what he got booked for. Yeah. I'm telling you, that needs to be looked back again. I'd report that. That's that's like a that's a headbutt or an elbow, and he really caught him. But as Paul O'Connell, our guest last week, he says. They've learned about and applied a whole new level of cynicism from their European adventures, which has served them well in a tin pot league with tin pot referees. 100% agree with you, Paul. That's a great show because they are the masters of manipulating referees and uh, it's it, it works, you know what I mean? It's it, And it has worked for them. And Glenn Cronin, when he was interviewed during the game, as RT liked to do, stupidly, mm-hmm. yeah. he said that they hit the ground any chance they get. He said that during the game? Yeah. No way. Yeah, so um, overall in the second half performance, I thought, I mean, I thought we did enough to nick it. I, I really did. I mean, Shaw, like I said, Shaw's, he had a good chance. We, we played some good football. Like, Travis still struggling. He had a great run at one stage where he beat a couple of players, but... Um, and Finn had a good chance too, didn't he? He was able oh to side for Oh, that was going to one corner. O'Donnell blocked him. I couldn't believe it. Those two have had every game this season. Finn O'Donnell have had like a personal battle going yeah, on. Yeah, I think there might that? have been a falling out there maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if Finn are still chats to them as pals, you know, you wouldn't know. Maybe he is, he's a very professional guy, you know. But sometimes people get a bit weird, don't they? But yeah, we could have nicked it, but I'm said that going down to 10 men ended up being a very tense last 10 minutes. I hope the season doesn't turn out to be what could have been, you know, as we keep looking back on yeah. that type of thing, you know. Yeah, after the red card, I think even I'd have taken a draw at that point. Yeah, me and you always say this. We say, no, we'll never, ever take a draw. But at that stage, definitely. I even said it to Jaden. I said, Jaden, I take a draw here. And he was like, you, you, really, you serious, dad? Because <laughs> I always say it to him, you know. But, but, uh, but yeah, great goal in the second half performance, which was a, a nice early birthday present for me. Uh, and, and I got the... Thanks, everybody, for their birthday wishes on Monday. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't like that. Because somebody <laughs> felt the need to post about that. Oh, I knew you'd hate it. Yeah. I was laughing at it. <laughs> Tony or tits. <laughs> you already had your birthday celebration on Facebook, remember? I did, yeah. It was, it was four months too early. Four months, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I just saved that one and read it again when it was my birthday. Yeah, so um, Ronan Finn and the match car, I thought it could have been Grace as well. Super Ronan Finn. Yeah, uh, do you know what? He's just, he's he's up there for a player of the season now at this he, stage. He got us back into that game. Yeah, he dragged us back in. He's, 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 do you know what? He really is. He wears his heart in his sleeve. He runs all day. He's got the ability to match, and I'm delighted we have him on three years. I really am. I think we've got a better, we've gotten a better Ronan Finn back off of Dundalk. You know, Shaw led the line well. Uh, I think Kerr is a fan of Finner, isn't he? Yeah, someone pointed out that Kerr almost always gives that man the match warrant to Finn. Yeah, no, he does. He likes games. And uh, this week in funny commentary, oh, he came out with another view, didn't he? A few here. Uh, There's actually including the Cork Dundalk game as well. So basically the two games. I'll give you my yes. one for Troy because I know right. you probably have a few. Um, Kerr came out and he says, Robbers fans are trying fire lawyers on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love him. I think he's a great yeah. pundit. I actually think he's a great pundit. People people slag him because he has a harsh accent. That's what it is. Nice class. He's a Dubliner. He's a, Do- a Dublin Docklands accent. You know, and pe- yeah. people slag him because a fantastic pundit. He knows his football. If you read his articles in the Irish Independent, he doesn't write, all, he doesn't write too much. Because he says he doesn't actually like it. Yeah. 
Oh, but, I really but like what it. he has written is class. Mm. Well, what were you saying? What, you've got a couple more buttes here. He has of his, uh, his pronunciation. Cool. Sean Hooer. He did not. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Hooer. Yeah. Oh, he's and, doing that uh, on purpose. He, he's doing <laughs> that on purpose. And he was talking about a foul or something. I didn't. I didn't see it, but he said he was only sure of throwing a saddle on his back. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get him in the studio. <laughs> uh, and finally, this is from Alan Carley actually. He was speaking about David I can't wait, for, I can't wait for this accent attempt. No, there'll be no accent, I'll just say it. Because it's so weird. He was talking about David McMillan. He said, He's a good looking lad. He's the type of lad you want to bring home to your daughter <laughs> and let her run away with him. <laughs> How strange is that? Oh, he must know him personally. Um Yeah, so that was it. I mean, like we said about Kenny, I thought he bottled it and uh his tactics pretty much proved that. I mean very negative and um, he kind of crawled back into his shell underneath his rock but uh, yeah now the replay is Tuesday the 10th with Dundalk receiving an allocation of 8 tickets which they will receive at 10pm on Monday night the 9th of October by Carrier Pigeon I hear Maxie's going to take, take 7 of them <laughs> I mean surely we should be singing 6 in a row to these yogles I mean we won this cup 6 times in a row that has to be the song at the, at, at the, at the game on Tuesday isn't it well, the replay was meant to be Wednesday, as in today, as we record this, but yeah. ended up being changed on account of the Ireland Under Twenty Ones game, Atala, and there was no press release about that. Is that on? That's tonight, is it? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. There was no, there was no well, like Wednesday night. There so. was no news. We all just had to work it out for ourselves yeah. that the replay wasn't going to be Wednesday. So that leaves the question now: Are Trevor Clark and Aaron Bulger going to be available for this replay? Because the Under Nineteens play Serbia on the same day. On and, Tuesday? Yeah. And the other 21s play Israel the day before. So that means we've two players missing due to international call-ups? Well, it's in Tada. And Clark may not start the game. But they're still missing. So he, he could play. So they're still missing due to international call-ups. That means we could get the game postponed, doesn't it? No, you need two under-21 call-ups. Two under and you 21. need three under-19 call-ups. Ah. Okay, okay. Now, just 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 to clear that up, not that I wanted to get it postponed. But, I mean, Clark could be the difference-maker in that game. Yeah, I think so. Especially I think everyone, the wants, pitch. everyone wants him to start left-back. Yeah, I think so. I think we all agree now that's his most effective position. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm hyped about this, Carl. I think we can do it. I mean, I mean they like Tala. They like playing. They like playing the big pitch. But I'm still confident. I mean, biggest game in years, and I definitely, definitely think you'll see now when uh, we predict our our starting elevens in a while. My team is extremely weakened versus drugged. Yeah, extremely weakened. Yeah, probably our biggest game since winning the league. Has to be since Michael O'Neill. It's huge. It's a massive game. So you'd expect a big crowd, but I'm actually I'm skeptical because it's a Tuesday. And I'm consistently amazed by the lack of interest shown in cup competitions by some Robbers fans over the years. But what makes people think, okay, it's a Tuesday, I won't go to a game? That that should entice you even more because it's midweek, you're working, you come home from work, if you do work those hours, like 9 to 5 or whatever, and you think, jeez, what are they doing on a Tuesday? Rovers are playing, of course I'm going to go to that. What else are you doing? You might have training, fair enough, or if you, have, if you play football, but surely you're going to skip that to go to the semis. Yeah, we we need to pack talent for this one. So yeah. any lapsed fan, you know, we need to get everyone this game. Drag them along for a great atmosphere. And it could be what makes a difference. Like remember, we once practically willed the Billy Denny free kick into the net yeah. against Sligo. Do you remember that? Wow, it pretty much did. Yeah, um, couple of uh, performances from the fans like that under O'Neill as well. 
But McAllister's going to be suspended, so Carl, who replaces him? It's a big call, isn't it? It's a huge call. It's very, very hard to predict. I mean, he's 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 our tough guy, you know. So he's not going to start Bolger and doing it. It, it, no. it would never happen. No, definitely not. We'd be overrun in the middle. I think Connolly's going to step in for this one. Yeah, Connolly will be back. So Connolly, Bulger, and Finn maybe. But um, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know what's what, what he's going to approach it. So we don't know how we're going to bear with injuries after the drugs game and that. But uh, are you trying to bring back Darren Meenan? Surprise everyone. Darren Meenan, no way. Don't think he, I don't think he's even on the Souls bench. But um, yeah. the post match reaction, that t- Carly sadly aren't care enjoyed it anyway. They thought it was a good old game. Yeah, it was, it was a cracker of a game. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, a good advertising for the league and like anyone I talk to in work and all the neutrals and the guys who know about the podcast and that, they thought that we should have nicked it. They thought we were a better team. On Twitter, uh, Duna mentioned the atmosphere. He said it was unreal. Tomer didn't use any emojis in his no. post-match tweet. I wonder. There must be something wrong there. So someone checking me, seeing if he's okay. Or? Hashtag not super stoked. Yeah. And you know you've pissed off them Doc fans when they're calling you tramps from Wicklow. Tramps from Wicklow, I saw yeah. that what you read to you, that was cool, yeah. <laughs> Tramps from Wicklow, eh? And I see some of you have now discovered internet gold that is uh, live at Oriel. Oh, I saw, I saw Tommy Tommy was uh, was loving yeah. this, wasn't he? I've been following this man's fine work now for a few years, and uh, he, he's very entertaining. Have you got a couple of excerpts there? Well, he was he was losing the rag, as he tends <laughs> to do. And he was actually, the gas part was, he was tweeting Huberman. So he was like, what have you to say? At Huberman. Huberman's our official <laughs> spokesman, isn't he? He's tweeting a man in a costume for answers. <laughs> oh, man. But my favourite ever interac- interaction with um, Live at Oriel was uh, about a year and a half ago. And I said, Irish clubs still in Europe after this week. So I gave Man United, Celtic and Cork a tick. They're still in. And Pats and Rovers, I said X, because that's we just lost to Raps. Right. Rob and Amy. And uh, Jerry, that's his real name, live at Oriel, he wrote back, Carl, with all due respect, Man United and Celtic are British, not Irish. Wow. He actually, he actually said that? <laughs> oh, man. The uh, the Rainier Wolfcastle stand-up gif comes to mind there. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. He actually said that? Yeah. Oh, man. Gold. But, uh, yeah, so Dundalk, we're going to move on to their statement now. This is a cracker. Structural <laughs> structural damage, I have to laugh. Structural damage has also been reported elsewhere in the, in the away section with facilities and advertising hoardings now in need of repair. We are currently liaising with the FAI and will most certainly be seeking compensation a spokesman confirmed, confirmed this is not acceptable. Okay. Try to clean up your poxy away end forced. Day old rotten discarded fast food. Mikey facilities like Guantanamo Bay isn't better nick. And this kip, Carl, I mean, mouldy portaloos. God forbid your wife or daughter would need to go to the bathroom and be subjected to those disgraceful conditions. And then they try and gain access to the marginally better toilets in the stand that charge an extra fiver. The terrace has broken seats and metal bars sticking out of the ground like weapons on a battlefield. Hazardous as fuck. And compensation. I mean, if that's the case, I need compensation for the mental anguish I suffered having to look at people from loud from 90 minutes. So talking going, fuck off. Tell us how you really feel, Carl. But seriously, man, think about it. They structural damage. There's no structures in the place. If North Korea dropped a bomb in Oriel, it could only improve the place. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's nuts. Structural damage. Fifteen thousand, they said to be supposedly. For that bit of pitch, yeah, I, 
do you know what you know the B&Q because that's probably where they got it in the first place it's just it's laughable absolutely laughable this stuff yeah so uh, Ray Whelan uh, had a good comment he said they're insinuating that Rawers fans somehow vandalised the structure in uh, inverted commas that is the worst away section in the league it's a concrete shelf for fuck's sake no roof no pylons what exactly was damaged it certainly wasn't their plumbing facilities because they don't provide any the real problem here is that no league of Ireland team travels to Dundalk in any kind of numbers bar us so they have decided what they provide is adequate for 90% of visiting fans even draw had only took a handful of the, the fans uh, there a few weeks back the FAI should be stepping in here licensing is non-existent and until they implement the strict procedure nothing's going to get sorted which is the gospel from Ray there. Very, very true. And yeah. echoes my rant slightly. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> does, he does, yeah. But um, you were mentioned the, the toilets and the so-called facilities. And uh, we mentioned earlier in the season, didn't we? You know, how women have, are being forced to go into the yeah. the stand to use the toilets. And Orla Stanford said on Facebook, I'm always angry going to Dundalk. Because I know they're going to come up with some new way to refuse the ladies using their facilities. Inverted commas. This match, we were allowed to go one at a time, like children. After asking why, the response I got was, I don't make the rules. She says, I can put up with a terrible away stand. But why do I need to pretend to be pregnant every time in Oriel Park to be allowed to go to the bathroom? Wow. Hashtag wore a green ribbon. Wow. Seriously. Pretending to be pregnant. Jesus. Mm. Shows you they're animals, aren't they? Absolute animals. And caging us in like farm animals as well at the end of it. There's a thread on Robert Shaw asking should we boycott it? But No, because if we're boycotting the, our own team essentially then. It's not it's not That's gonna work. It's not gonna impact their finances, not the way they are now. No, we 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 have to so. follow our team and we're only affecting our team really when it comes down to it. Maybe we should just rip the whole place apart and then force them to do something with it. But there's not much to rip apart. What else? Like, like Ray said, it's a, it's a concrete shelf. A couple of steps. A couple of broken seats. You can just about see the goalposts at the far end if you stand at certain places. But you can't see the ball if it goes up the left side of the pitch. We actually stood at the it's very top. missing. Yeah, and it's still you. very hard to see. Yeah, no, it's a joke. Absolute joke. And maybe the FAO should actually take in the game, the away section, see what it's like, you know what I mean? But seriously, there was there was food on the ground. There was discarded food, days old, rotten stuff. They don't actually sweep it. They don't go in and clean it. They say, our rovers are coming. I say the portaloos were full as well. It's a sh- it's, it's shocking. But um, Yeah, one of the girls actually said that, re- replying to Arla, that like by half time, it's, it's flooding. Yeah. The women's toilets. Probably drank too much, did they? <laughs> Uh, yeah so uh, next up we have questions from the East End with two UCD men Ronan Finn and Paul Curry so the, these questions were recorded just before the League Cup final College Boys College Boys ok I'm here for questions from the East End and we've quizzed nearly the entire squad this season and uh, Lukey Byrne has one hand the trophy he got nine points but uh, possibly under threat here we've got, got two former UCD graduates so Paul I've done your homework and you can't finish beating nine points how many questions is it? Ten. Depends, depends on the genre of these questions. <laughs> Ron, you're going for League Cup and FBI Cup honours, so a high on the list of priorities is the Tales from the East End trophy this season. Um, ah, listen, this will be the biggest honour now. <laughs> to be honest, uh, if, if Lou's got nine out of ten, I'll be doing well to, uh, to top that. 
Well, no, we'll, we'll give it a go. Okay, the first question is a visual one. And I'm going to be asking Paul this one as well. Thanks. So, could you look away just for this question? Okay. So, Ronan, which of these is the correct rover's crest? Ah, you, fuck, you have to look at your own crest. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Just do it then. I still don't know. <laughs> don't, don't look down or you duck the point. Right, it's this one. Right, correct. I would have got it anyway. <laughs> okay. Question number seal. How many red cards have Rovers this season? Six. Seven. You're number seven. Yeah. Okay. Name the four players from UCD's first division winning class of 2009 who went on to play for Rovers. Um, ask the question again. The four players that won the UCD first division title 2009. Four of them went on to play for Rovers. Or yeah, at least. Um, <laughs> is there a time for this one, is there? No. There's no time. Hold on. To an extent. I can make one more. What the? You're with him, Matt, don't you? No. At any point. Oh, sorry, that. Just went. Alright. Yeah. Darren Meenan. I don't think he was there at the time. He is former than Doc, though. Might have to call time on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was it? It's Kieran Cuduff, and the last one was tricky because he only played for the B team. Michael Kelly. That's right, yeah. Would you have got that? No. You wouldn't have got that. Okay. I got Mick. How many feet in a yard? Three. That's correct, yeah. That's two points up there. What is the plural of mongoose? Mongay. No, it's mongooses. Spell the word chauffeur. Yes. C H A U F F E R. E U R. Close. Nobody has got this question yet, so I'm trusting one years will know. Name all four members of the Beatles. Oh, Jesus. Um, John Lennon. Ringo Starr. Do you need second names? No. Ringo, John. Uh, yep. George, what? George, so close. George. Oh yeah, I'm doing this. George, Ringo, John. Paul McCartney. That's it. First person to get the all season. What? What is the capital of Ukraine? 
Kiev. Correct. What ground do your old club, Cambridge United, play in? The Abbey Stadium. Yep. And who is the only footballer in history to score in an FA Cup final, a League Cup final, a UEFA Cup final, and a Champions League final? Steven Gerrard. Yep. So I'm going to one, two, three, four, five. Six out of ten. What did I get wrong? You got wrong. Red cards, mongooses, show four, and that's only three. Oh, the UCD players. Yeah. So six out of ten. Busy general knowledge going on here. There's a busy general knowledge quiz going on here. <laughs> okay, Ron, cover your crest okay. there. James, you cover your crest. Paul, which of these is the correct robber's crest? The left one. That's right. That's one point. In 1976, robbers won which competition for the first time ever? 1976. <laughs> 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 St. Pat's? It was, yeah. June 2nd. What is the capital of Poland? What? Poland. Oh my god, I've gone blank. Poland's played there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah. James doing the nose. Take a crack at it. <laughs> I like a can. I can't even think of anywhere in Poland. No. Time falls, yeah, come on. Okay. You'd be surprised how long you were taking for <laughs> these <laughs> questions. Jeez. Uh, I can't even think of the Euros and the places where they play. No, I'm blank. Warsaw. Oh my god. What was it? Warsaw. 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 Not happy with that. Spell the word troglodyte. What? what? <laughs> 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 you get chauffeur and I get what? Troglodyte. 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 T or O G. Trog, what's the next part of it? Ledite. 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 L E D. 
Is that right? Okay. It was L O D Y T. Odd word, I know. This isn't going too bad, is it? Okay. Name three Robert De Niro movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Falkers. Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. Any given Sunday. What? Don't have Pacino. Oh, let me keep guessing. Yeah. Laurie really looks in the mirror. Meet the parents. Ah, <laughs> oh, Talks himself in the mirror and says, "Looking at me." I can't think of any more Robert De Niro movies. Can you? Can you? Yeah. You serious? Oh, he does that mad speed one, doesn't he? Yeah, what's that movie called? No, that's Pacino as well. That's Pacino, that's what I was thinking. See, they're very similar. You do a traffic Oh, here, pass on that one. Ah, yeah, don't let him pass on that. Go on, give us one then. Casino. What's Casino? Um, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> what? What's Casino? Never see that. No, have you? Right. Okay, maths question. Oh, yeah, that's Five to the power of zero equals what? Zero. Five. <laughs> no. no, any number to the power of zero is the same thing. What? Any embry, any number to the power of zero is itself. Is yeah. no, is one. Really? Because mm-hmm. oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> How does that make any sense? Right, so pass on that one. He's passing, okay. Yeah, you're struggling. What's the Irish for President of Ireland? Come on, Paul. No one knows this, though. I don't know. President of Ireland? It's going to be an all-time record now. No, it's something going to happen, Winston. Something in the heron. What is it? Yeah, you can yeah. I know. I know it's in the heron, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a new time. You can't even say it. Your questions were way easier, not that? No, I would they eat, were. I'd eat the last two ones. You've got three handy football ones coming up, though. Huh? Got three football ones coming up. So. Oh, thank God for that. I'm having a clue. Pass. It's ooped around. Oh, the heron. Oh, he's not happy. Okay. You scored one league goal in England. Who was it against? Oxford United. Yep. It's when you're on loan at Carlisle in 2015. Free kick. 40 yards. 40 yards, he says. Was it? Uh, true or false? Sheffield Wednesday have played Premier League football this century. False. It's true, they're relegated in 2000. And fa- last question. Name the current Northampton town manager. Jimmy Floyd Asswell. Yep. Oh, that did not go well. <laughs> what was the talking there for? <laughs> Got one, two. Three, four, yeah, four show points. Me, four Ronan's points. questions, yeah. It was slightly easier, I'll give you that. Hold on a second. George came from James. <laughs> no! Kiev is way easier than Warsaw. 
I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got that. I uh, probably would have struggled on that as well. So that was the lads, Carl Troglodoy. That was a toughie. Yeah, he, he wasn't happy about that at all. What does it mean? Did you ask him that? It's a Chris Did he ask you? Say, what's that mean? <laughs> it's a Chris Jericho favourite. Troglodoy. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm very surprised Curry didn't get Warsaw. Yeah, he was giving out with that one as well. I mean that's, uh, that's Finn had no, Finn had no problem with the uh, Ukraine bread and butter stuff. There. The first question I asked him, uh, which is the real Rovers crest? I had two side by side, which was a good idea, but wasn't easy in practice because there's Rovers crests everywhere at Rollstone. But uh, it's it's a very small. Are all the right ones up in Rollstone. <laughs> yeah, it's a very small difference. Like a neutral wouldn't see it that easily, and ironically, this was recorded uh, just before the League Cup and the FAI use that decade old Ron Crest oh, man. on the programme so there you go it does happen yep. as for Ronan Mongee Finn Ronan Mongee Finn at last year someone named all four members of the Beatles the long and winding road so uh, Mark Welch will be delighted with that uh, big Beatles fan and I think everybody in general is shocked that no footballer <laughs> on Rovers could get all four of the Beatles. Yeah, I also asked uh, Ronan for the four UCD players in the 2009 First Division winning team that went on to play for Rovers. And you might, you might have picked it up, the audio, but he said himself and Paul Curry, because right. those two were on it. And then he he got Mick Keddie, but he forgot Kieran Kilduff. Ah. And uh, David O'Connor was actually at the club at the time. But he didn't play, I don't think. So right, he wasn't one of the four. And James Doonan was there, observing very closely. Yeah, he's he's interested, isn't he? Yeah, he knows his capital's better than Paul, it seems. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He would have got Warsaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but afterwards, uh, Curry said he enjoyed it. We, we, we've, we've talked about this before. I think it's a pleasant surprise for the players that they don't have to talk about the usual football stuff. The usual straight out of footballers handbook for interviews stuff. You know, it's it's a bit yeah. of crack and they have a laugh with it, yeah. Wait till we have wait till they see what we have for them next year. It's gonna be even better. With um with the rapid fire round. Yeah. We're definitely gonna have a bit of crack with that. And yeah. teammates as well. So look out for that next season. And Corey's involved in coaching at the Academy now. Uh it's not looking like he's gonna play again sadly. How I mean it's all about the future as well. I mean he has to look at Life as well. I mean, he wants to be able to walk around and not be in discomfort. So, if it really is like, let me look at the list the litany of injuries that he has. It's horrendous. Ruptured this, ruptured that. Mm. So, I mean, he has to look at himself in life as well, being able to walk around at ease. So, hopefully, if, if it's not too serious and he does get back to playing, brilliant. It'd be great. But if not, great to see him coaching off the pitch. So, yeah. Um, we move on to Cork they won the other semi-final they beat Limerick 1-0 at Turner's Cross everyone was talking about how it was all set up for a third Cork Dundalk final weren't they yeah it could have been it could have been a lot more I think they had a lot of chances but Limerick Limerick didn't lie down they played well and uh, Sean Maguire made the Ireland squad for the World Cup qualifiers this week I mean I'd give him a run out against Moldova I mean what's there to lose he's Our an unknown entity isn't he our options are pretty limited Kevin Doyle just retired did you hear Keane putting the boot in in no. his interviews? Uh, he's 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 definitely just trying to entice Everton officials out to make a statement because 
They said, um, he said that... Everything. Yeah, McCarthy is getting all his injuries. This has been an ongoing war between O'Neill, oh, yeah. Keane and Everton. And he said that he's getting all his injuries at Everton. And they said, will he do much training on during his stay in Ireland? And he says, yeah, he'll train a bit on Tuesday, train a bit on Wednesday, train a bit on Thursday, train a bit on Friday, train a bit on Saturday, train a bit on Sunday, and train a little bit on Monday. He named all the days. He went down the road, and then they said, um, "What do you think? Do you think that Ireland players are being held back when they're playing for Ireland because they're getting a little bit nervous and it's different at club level?" And they pointed out the Burnley game where there was like a trio of Irish players scored a great goal against Everton, and he goes, "No, no, it was only a couple of square passes. It was just terrible Everton defending." <laughs> He's just putting the boot in with Everton, so. And even when it came to Kevin Doyle, he was he was pretty much it sounded harsh the sound bites, but you got to listen to the full interview. But he pretty much said, "Listen, you're not playing chess here. You're playing football. If you don't want to get injured, go play chess." About the concussion with Kevin Doyle, so mm-hmm. he doesn't pull any punches, okay, you know. So yay or nay, will Ireland make the playoff? Uh, I think they'll scrape a win against Moldova, and Bale is out against Wales officially. So I don't think they'll get a result over there. So no, we won't make the playoffs we'll, we'll win against Moldova and we'll probably draw or lose in Wales so I don't think they'll do it this, this year well, Wales have to go to Georgia now without Bale which does change things a little bit but I mean four points won't do it so um, no. even six points may not do it no, depending on how the runner up positions elsewhere finish no I don't think uh, O'Neill and Keane have the ability to set a team out to attack and play go football like that It's uh, they, they can't create that miracle in the next week or so it's just not how they play football. The second biggest game in Irish football next week. Mm, second biggest game, yeah. And congratulations to John Delaney. He's engaged. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Johnny boy. Uh, free bar at that one. Without a doubt. I wouldn't mind getting an invite to the afters to that one. Um, yeah, so in, in other news, we have Bowles will be staying in Daily Mount Park until the end of the 2019 season. Two years longer than planned. They'll share Talca Park with Shelbourne until 2022. Also, the new Dailyman Park will have an 8,000 capacity instead of the proposed 10. I read about this, and apparently the extra 2,000 seats cost a huge amount. And this could be their talisaga. I mean, they could have years upon years of delays. And they reckon they can fill the 8,000 seat or for derbies, as they said. For tala- for Yeah, they mentioned us because we're our games are really the only ones where they're going to come close to selling out. And they struggle with capacity, yeah. So I love how they're actually factoring in Shamrock Rovers as they build a, a bowl stage. Yeah, they have to mention us just to kind of get it over the line. But someone, I think it was Peter Fitzpatrick, made a good point that when this stadium is built and the Brandywell is redeveloped, there's going to be three top-fly stadiums in Ireland with plastic pitches. Oh, man. So so we're going to have... So stadium is going to be plastic. Mm-hmm. And Oriel and Derry. Oh, man, it's not... It's... Uh, we're going to have to travel to all these places and play on plastic pitches. Yeah, so the 17s beat Waterford at Talat on Saturday in their last group game. Two goals came from Kenny Cunningham, one in each half, and an opening goal from Connor Bean. Sent the hoops into a 3-0 deserved lead, but Waterford came back to reduce the score 3-2. Gavin Bazuna was outstanding in goal. If Europe is wrapped up with the last two games, I'd say Gavin might get a game towards the end of the season. Might as well set a club record. Yeah, tr- throw him out there, why not? He played for Ireland, by the way. Against Brazil on Wednesday last week. Oh, the two-one loss. Oh, he mm. played brilliant, great stuff. Another great bit of experience there. 
And you've got the draw for the 17th quarterfinal was made and Rovers are home to Bowes on the October 14th, 2pm at Tallah. It's lovely. So I thought the game was this Saturday, so it won't clash with the fourth team. I'll definitely, we'll definitely be at that one, girl. Yep. And hopefully we get a massive turnout. Quarterfinal 17th against Bowes. Definitely turned out for that one. And we have the 15s. They beat section leaders at Long 5-2 at Rollstone that afternoon. So it's a good win. for. They had a bit of a stuttering start, didn't they, the 15s? Mm-hmm. We had scores were Shane Nealon, Dylan Duffy, Roland Banya and Luke Turner. Two for Nealon there. Yeah, two for Nealon. Uh, Trevor Clark is in the Ireland on the 21 squad to play Norway on Thursday and Israel on Monday. Both games will be shown on Air Sport and there's free admission for Shamrock Rovers season ticket holders. So a uh, bit of live football midweek. And Aaron Bulger is named in the Ireland Under-19 squad for the UEFA qualifying round mini-tournament, which takes place in Waterford next week. Yeah, so next up we have Carl's stats. Right, so first up, we've, uh, now we have a double dose of stats, Carl. Mm-hmm. We have draw the fourth. So Dundalk was Rovers' first draw since Pats on June 2nd. Rovers had gone 20 games without a draw in all competitions, their longest run in 35 years. It was their first away draw in nearly a full year since Derry. If Rovers go 17 away league games without a draw, it will equal the run in November 1958. Wow. Dundalk was the 15th game this season that Rovers conceded the first goal and only the second that they avoided defeat. The other was the win in Galway. It was only the second time that Rovers didn't win a game that Brandon Melee scored in. He scored a late equaliser in Limerick in 2015, April, and the Hoops have won all other 27 games he was on the score sheet. Brandon Mille has scored seven goals in his last seven games. It was his fourth goal outside of Dublin in 2017. Mille has equaled Rona Finn's total of 37 goals for hours. They are joint third with Billy Dennehy in the Tala era top scorers. That was Mille's first ever goal against Dundalk. He has now scored against all 16 current League of Ireland clubs that he has come up against, having never played Cove, UCD or Waterford. He has netted against 18 different teams in total, including Middleton and Bluebell. That's some record, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mila has 14 goals this season and he is the first player to score over 12 goals in a campaign since Gary Twig with 24 in 2012. Billy Denny with 16 in 2011 is the only other midfielder to score as many in the Tala era. Do you remember that season Billy had? He had a he cracker. Was, he was, that's the only season where he outscored Twig. Yeah, he was Or anyone outscored Twig. Excellent in that season. Uh, Dave McAllister in Dundalk was Rovers' ninth red card in all competitions, so top of the bad boys list. Rovers, uh, near enough for Finn Harps, Rovers and Drogheda both have sixth in the league. Drogheda have only four wins this season, one of those against Rovers in April. That saw the Hoops' first defeat at United Park in 12 years, and it was also the last time Rovers were awarded a penalty, which Graham Burke converted late on in the game. Aaron Bulger scored his first goal for the club in the 4 1 win over Drogs at Tallet. Drogheda's top league scorer, Adam Wixted with three goals as it scored since May wow McCaffrey is still their second highest scorer with two and he left two goals months ago shocking stuff Drogheda have won a lot of games since April a run of 19 games and they've lost seven in a row Drogheda lost eight consecutive league games in 1997 and 2011 Drogheda have the Premier Division oldest player in Dave Mulcahy 39 and manager in Piedmont 70 years of age Mulcahy played alongside Richie Pordiak Kenny City in 2001 and now his son also, Richie is a Drogheda teammate. P. Matten has suffered relegation four times as a manager with UCD in 2003 and 2008 and twice with Drogheda in the last three seasons. I wonder if uh, old man Pete will stay on. Rusty old Pete. Rusty, <laughs> rusty old Pete. Drogheda were relegated in 2015 and 2017 despite winning their opening two games in both of those seasons. Didn't they hammer Dundalk in the first game one of those seasons? 
That was the year before. It was the year before that? Yeah. That was under our former goalie, wasn't it? What was it? Uh, Robbie Horgan. Robbie Horgan. Yeah. So they hold the record for most promotions, seven and relegations, eight. Not exactly what you want to be having, is it? Bit of a yo-yo club. Yeah, a bit of a yo-yo club. So Rovers have scored three goals or more, three times in the FAI Cup away games, but only once in an away league game under Stephen Bradley, 4-2 over relegated Longford. Rovers are looking for the 16th win the season, the same as last year, and we've 12 losses, so that's something we do need to improve on. Same as Pats, as you were saying, Carl. Mm-hmm. Derry and Pats were the only teams that Rovers never beat this year. It's the second time in the Tala era that Rovers failed to beat Pats in a league season. The other was 2012, one draw. So we have Rovers have lost 12 league games this season. The Hoops have never finished in the top half of the table, haven't lost that many before. So their highest finish was 7th in 1988-89, 2003 and 2008. And then we have Derry who have lost 13 games in 2009 and finished 4th. But Shelbourne in 98-99 are the only team in the history to lose 12 games and finish in the top 3. So we're looking to... It's going to be an unusual stat if we do it. 12 games finishing in the top 3. Yeah. It's crazy. So... Uh, Another blast of stats, and these are the Dundalk ones. So Rovers have had a player sent off in four of their five meetings with Dundalk this season. So we really are giving ourselves a chance against these guys, are we? And when when you think about it, we've actually how many times we've we beaten them twice. Yeah, we've two wins each and a draw. You know, it's uh, imagine we had eleven men in the field. You know, so we have Dundalk have eight wins at Tallaght Stadium, six over Rovers, and one each against Bate and Maccabi Tel Aviv. Rovers have played two penalty shootouts at Tala. The 2012 Leicester Senior Cup win over Bowles and the 2015 League Cup defeat to St. Pat's. Both FAI Cup shootouts the Hoops were involved in were against Sligo, winning a 1991 second round tie at the RDS and losing the 2010 final at the Aviva. Uh, bring up bad memories there, remember that? Penalties would be nerve-wracking, wouldn't they? Oh, no. oh man, it would be crazy. So this is Rovers' ninth game the FAI Cup and League Cup competitions this season in the eight, and the eighth in Dublin. Brandon Miele is the first player to score on three consecutive FAI Cup rounds since Desi Baker in 2009. That's a great start there. I'm liking that one. So he's the first Rovers player to score five FAI Cup goals in one season since Super Noel Larkin when Rovers last won the trophy in 87. Since then, only two men have scored five goals in any cup competition with Paul Doolan in 87-88 in the League Cup and Derek Swan in the 92-93 Leinster Senior Cup. Robbie Benson has scored more goals against Rovers than any other club in his career with six. Not, not really. It's not so, that's kind of passed me by. I haven't really noticed that he scored that many against Rovers. How many for the lock? There's a couple there for UCD, isn't there? There's at least three for UCD. Yeah, maybe, maybe four. Maybe that's what it was. Is it? Yeah. Because he definitely didn't score six against Rovers for the lock. So did you hear in the Cork game, Benson uh, had a head injury, and he had to change his jersey three times because of the blood in his head. So he ended up wearing a number 18 jersey, a number 27, and a number 36, all in one game. So there was that much blood seeping from his head. Must have been. There was a hole in his head, and they couldn't plug it. And they kept changing. Jeez, that's, I didn't notice that. That's nuts. I thought the doctor would be like, okay, he's changed his jersey three times now. <laughs> Maybe he's losing a bit of blood. But um, yeah, so Rovers have, pl- replay- Rovers have played six replays in the Tala era, winning four and losing two. And only one took place at Tallaght Stadium. Stephen Bradley missed a penalty in the last minute of extra time in the 2009 quarterfinal defeat to Sport Fingal. I'll bring that up to him, see if he remembers. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him about that stat. He loved that yeah. one. Um, in the Sport and Fingal 2009, Richie Winter and St. Pat's 2010, Tom Connolly replays. The same referees took charge of both games. 
So we have the last five Rovers and Dundalk FAI Cup ties that went to replays. Rover won the, oh, Rovers won them all. 67, 73, 78, 2002, 2014. I like those stats, girl. Yeah, 2002 won Dundalk Rocky Holders. They've been relegated and won the cup in the same season. And then we beat them in the replay the following year. So the Omens are good. And like I said, I'm confident, Riley. I'm confident. I think we'll do them. But um, did you so see uh, Brazzers' beard was front and center last week's stats front graphic? Front and center, I think Declan yeah. must have heard us talking about it. He's getting in on the movement, I think. It's officially staying groomed, so I think it's here to stay. I can't see it getting bushy at any time or getting three hundred esque like the movie. So um, yeah, maybe a spot of uh, just for men because I think it's a, it's it's all sorts of colors, or maybe he's just happy with the way it is. It seems like that, nice and trimmed. But um, if Carlos Ruhub was really dedicated to this, he would have put that beard on the front of every graphic over the last three months, <laughs> so that we can watch its progress. <laughs> a, a daily photo. You just press the right button on your laptop, just watch it develop. So we're up to our starting elevens and predictions. <laughs> right, so Carl, I'm scalping uh, the team this week. I'm going to put Horgan in goal. I'm going to have Carpenter at left full and Lukey at centre half, which I think that's where he plays best football with Webby and Madden. And then I'm going to go with five in the middle. I'm going to do it on the wings with Boyd out wide as well. I know it's a shocker, but I want him to shake off that Sean second. Boyd. Yeah. When was the last time he started? Oh, I don't know, but I'm going to shake off that second season syndrome that he has struggled with big time and uh, hopefully just just get, get him some game time and maybe a goal, you know? So in the middle, I'm going to go with McAllister. Finn and Bone or Connolly, I'm not too sure. Probably give Bone a game because I think Connolly's going to play. So it's going to be Finn, McAllister and Bone and then i go Mikey up front. So yes, it's a weakened team but I think we have enough quality to be drugs. I think Finn can run all day and he can, he can be fresh. He can play a couple of games in a couple of days. Same with Madden. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a 4-0 win and Dundalk, I think we'll win on Penos. so give us your team I'm not going to obviously we can't do teams for Dundalk yet Okay, my team I'm keeping Tomer and goal sorry Kevin Uh, Carpenter left back I agree with that Webby and Grace centre back so I'm giving Pico a rest Madden right back of course Uh, midfield I'm going to have Duna Finn Bon McAllister and Mele Madden form and Mikey up front. Yeah, that that's that's definitely a strong team. My prediction is a 3-0 win. Okay. And a 2-1 win over Dundalk. Oh, lovely. Into extra time or, full, or in 90 minutes? Ah, why not? Yeah, extra time. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to go on to our Spotify playlist now. Some very, very funky tunes on that. And only one or two songs missing, but some, uh, <clears throat> some like I said, some nostalgia. There for you, if you want to tune in and listen. Can you believe there's a Dead Soul tribute band that did Trees and Magic Number? And it was bloody awful. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't even worth putting yeah. in. You'd wonder why Spotify doesn't have Dead Soul's classic album, Tree Few High and Rising, on that, wouldn't you? I didn't check if the whole album's on it or not, but that song was missing. But yeah, Tom Petty was on the list as well. And sadly, he passed away this week. Yeah, it's early, at the young age of 66 as well. So uh, yeah, so definitely check that out. We'll keep updating it. Yeah, so check it out, Tales from the East End. Just type it into uh, Spotify. 
and you will have uh, some musical madness. Every intro and outro we've used this year. Yeah. So Dunstar can collect his signed jersey at the Dundalk game. And we got the runner-up prize as well. So uh, we will organise that. We will t- contact you about your prizes, guys. And uh, we also have John Connolly and Maureen are doing a raffle. And it's for the Lung Cancer Unit at St. James Hospital. And it's, there's a gaggle of great prizes here. Top prize is one of those Dyson Hoovers. You know, like suck the paint off walls. They cost like 500 quid. Uh, signed Rovers jersey, uh, which I want, John. Two season tickets for next year. Vouchers for the club shop. Loads of fantastic prizes and all for a great cause. And the draw will be done live on Facebook. And you can get your tickets from John, Maureen and Karen Conley. So just look out for them in the Glen Malore Suite in the 1899 at the games on the buses anywhere and you'll uh, be able to get yourself a ticket for a fantastic cause yeah definitely pick up on them and Sean Killhoop has a bit of feedback loosely related to the comedies he says lads just our listen to these in the past few weeks really good content both of you deserve a lot of credit for the time and effort that goes into preparing and recording love the interview with the guy talking about the 70s and all the aggro well done so John has a fan yeah <laughs> Yeah, so thanks for all the support and the comments. Because, like I said, we do like a good ego massage here at Tales from the East End. But, um, yeah, so we have drawn it on Saturday. But we just can't ignore the fact that we are 90 minutes or so away from an FAI Cup final. I mean, this is our cup. 24 times winner, six in a row in the 60s, three in a row in the magical 80s. I mean, this is when we need Talat to be a fortress, a cauldron of hatred. I mean, I want fullbacks and wingers from Dundalk to be terrified taking throw wins, intimidated every step of the fucking way. I mean, let's pack the East and show these hillbillies what a real football club is all about. I mean, pride in our past, fate in our future, and unwavering support in the face of adversity. I mean, the end of the barren run is near, and make sure you're there to witness it. So see it in the East and. I keep on hooping, folks. She wore a green ribbon. <laughs>